This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. I'm just going to go ahead and read some scripture just so you can go, oh, okay. Just, just, I want you to feel it. So the one thing I'm learning about spirit, and for me, this is, if, if spirit is still weird to you and you're like, oh, how do I get into spirit? For me, it's this, this one step. In this one word, and um, Mr. Maloney actually said it. I think a lot of people said it today. It's this one word. You ready? Consider. That's all it is. Everyone say spirit is easy. Say it's so easy. God's idea. So consider. So I want you right now, I'm just going to read just Romans 6. We love Romans 6. Just, I want you just to consider. And that word means to entertain, to think about, to ponder. And for me, it means to play. So if I think of a scripture, I'm just going to, I'm going to play with it, right? Like how many of you ever got an envelope in the mail and you played the wrong way, right? Like this is a bill. Oh, this is so a bill. Wife didn't pay something, right? You're playing the wrong way. So spirit is we play in the right way, which is God in us, which means yay, right? Are you ready? So close your eyes. Just say, mm. here we go. I'm just going to read you the Bible. His resurrection life has vanquished death and its power over him is finished. For by his sacrifice, he died to sin's power once and for all. And he now lives continuously for the father's pleasure. So let it be the same with you. Since you are now joined with him, you must continually view yourselves as dead and unresponsive to sin's appeal while living daily for God's pleasure. Remember this, sin will not conquer you, for God already has. Right? I'll say that one again. Sin will not conquer you, for God already has. You are not governed by law, but governed by the reign of the grace of God. Amen? All right. Um, just a funny story real quick. Um, I have two kids and my, my oldest is Judah. And for Christmas, he got an animal book and he loves going through it, loves animals, loves animals. And he's been going through this book and in this book, he's, he'll, he'll identify someone that he knows with that book. So he goes through this book and he's like, mommy, you tiger, you tiger. I'm like, that's cool. And he goes, daddy, you mandrill. Like what? Mandrill. And it's the picture of, you, you know, the baboon in Lion King with, with the blue face, and the red paint and the blue butt. Daddy, you mandrill. And I go, why? He goes, you got beard. So in this book, it's got a yellow beard. And he goes, you mandrill. So this happened in December and he's been nonstop now. So we're at the grocery store in December. I just got this revelation that I was a mandrill. I just wasn't walking in it quite yet. And... Um, we were checking out and Judah's talking to the, to the cashier and I'm saying, hi, how you doing? I'm Abel. This is, and Judah wants to say hi and hi. And he, he's like, what's his, what's his name? I'm like, what's your name? And he goes, Judah. And then he looks at me, and goes, he mandrill. <laughs> and I just got the revelation this time and I didn't know what he was saying. It sounded like he was saying Andrew. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm daddy. No, you mandrill. And the guy's like, and, I, and I'm thinking like, this guy thinks that this guy's not my, he doesn't know who his dad is. I'm like, oh, um, no, 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 no. I, I'm his dad. Like I, I'm daddy, right? No, you mandrill. And the one thing about my son is when he's convicted of something, he's very passionate. 
and, and if you argue with him, so he said it one last time and I knew it was like, if I say I'm daddy one more time, he's going to blow a casket and it's just going to go crazy right now. So he looks at me again. He goes, you Mandarin. I went, mm-hmm. Have a good day, sir. Thank you. So we get in the car and I'm like, dude, I, I'm daddy. He goes, you mandrill. And I, I totally forgot. Then he went, you got beard. I'm like, oh, that's right. I guess the beard. Okay. So I'm a mandrill. I thought he was saying Andrew for the longest time. So I was like, let me get this right. Mommy's what? Tiger. What's Titus? Baby tiger. And what am I? Mandrill. I'm like, okay. I just thought that was a funny story. I'll start with there. <laughs> Um, if you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, if you, if you just have a little belief that when God sees you, he sees Jesus, stand up, stand up. If you believe that when the father sees you, you're holy, flawless, just even if just a little bit, stand up. If you believe just a little bit that Jesus did a good job with your past, then stand up. Now, I want you just to listen to this verse. This is Philippians 4, verse 8, and this is going to be in the mirror translation. Let this be your conclusive reasoning. Consider that which is true about everyone as evidence in Christ Live overwhelmed by God's opinion of you. I'm going to say that again. Live overwhelmed by God's opinion of you. Acquaint yourselves with the revelation of righteousness. Realize God's likeness in you. Make it your business to declare man's kind redeemed innocence. Think friendship. Discover how famous everyone is in the light of the gospel. Mankind is in God's limelight. Ponder how elevated you are in Christ. You can sit down. So my question for you is this starting out. How overwhelmed are you with how God sees you? How overwhelmed are you by God's opinion of you? that it excites you, it gets you up in the morning, it gets you moving. Because one thing, as I, as I read this amazing Bible, as I read these amazing stories, they lived this overwhelming life, and it's like they knew God's love. They didn't know of God's love. They knew of God's love, which I'm learning this. Life in the Spirit is this. You cannot give what you haven't yet encountered. And he read it. Mr. Maloney read it. We love him because he first loved us. And the command is this, right? Love your neighbor as you what? So life in the spirit, I'm learning more and more is this journey. Everyone say journey. And this is where I believe we're going as a house. And I I believe the answer is baby steps. Say baby steps. And what righteousness is this. It's the invitation to be overwhelmed of God's opinion of you. Now, the way to be overwhelmed of God's opinion of you. Now, here's the fun part is you are invited to explore and to play in the unseen realm. And that's kind of tough for us because we live so natural, right? We so want to define our lives, right? I'm Abel, the Mexican, the handsome 6'2", whatever it is, right? Come on, you know. Where in the spirit, there's something else that wants to define me. 
In the spirit, there's something else that wants to define me. And as we, we read today, and I'm, we're gonna be in Romans 8 today, is have we begun to explore in the unseen realm? Have we begun to consider that within me is living, breathing God? And if that's true, where am I not overwhelmed and why not? Why am I not overwhelmed about me? Everyone just say me. It's okay to be excited about you. In fact, that's what happens when you meet him. But here's the thing about, I've learned about natural versus spiritual. The enemy always tries to do this one thing, one thing alone, pervert, right? Now, before I met God, I defined my life. I was able the athlete. I was able the guy in high school who only had size 15 shoe, right? Nice boats, right? They would say, and all these things. But when I met God, I got introduced to something new, which was life in the spirit, which is, and we all, we all know this, it was a journey inward. It's a journey in a place that felt weird because I didn't know how to communicate in it. For me, living faith was, it was a journey of baby stepping into this thing of that, if God is in me, how do I connect with him? Anyone struggle with that? Anyone? Here's how you know if you do. Do you have proof of transformation? Do you have proof that God changed you himself? And if you're unsure, just be like me and say, I don't have it. Because there's one thing that I really want to eliminate today is we must begin to stop wearing masks. We must stop wearing masks and come as we are. Because I've learned this being a father. If I keep coming to God with a mask, I'll never meet love. I'll never meet love. I'll never get transformed. Now, if I think about the natural, how are we defined? How are we defined by the natural? By what we look, right? This is why we show our, our, our good, for, right? Our, our, we don't talk about weakness. We don't talk about, you know, like, look, my kids are well-behaved. Straighten up, right? Come on, parents. Have you ever done that? Straighten up. Natural. Natural. Just say natural. We care, right? So the spirit is this, and Pastor Gavin said it, as a man thinketh where, so is he. In your heart. The journey for a believer is always a journey inward. And that takes practice. It takes exploration. It takes something my son does really well right now because he's three. He asks a lot of questions. And he's really good at asking this one question above all else. Why? Right? Why? Why? How many whys did you ask today? How many whys did you ask yesterday? This is, this, 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 I just wanted to be aware of, are we giving God the opportunity to overwhelm us? Or are we complicating it? So I want to go back and excite you about you today. Holy Spirit said, they, they need to get excited about themselves. So I want you to take them back. So I want to take you all the way back to Genesis 2, when God made us just touch ourselves and go, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I, look at this. This is extraordinary. Look, look what I can do. A simple things excite me now. It's extraordinary. We don't have to be here. You know that? But you're here. Don't you, don't you want to know why? And if I don't know why, I'll let someone else define it for me. And I did that all my life. And I don't know if you know my story. I met God when I was 18 and I had everything in the natural. I had parents that loved me. I lived in Huntington Beach, California, three miles from the beach. I lacked nothing. Yet, I could not find this thing that just caused life and peace. I, I just couldn't find it until I looked for my father's shotgun and I wanted to wrap my lips around it and pull the trigger 
because my friend did it the year before. And I remember his ceremony. I remember it. It was at high school. And the screen went off and a beautiful song went on and they show all these pictures. And I was like, that's a great way to go. I didn't have purpose. I didn't have life. I had this one guy in my class that kept pestering me to go to his church. I was like, no. I was, he was so annoying. His name, I won't say his name. I'm trying to find him because if he could see what I do today, oh my God, I can't wait to get to heaven. That's what I'm saying. You just never know who you're influencing. If that man could see. Anyways, he invited me to go to church and the pastor started talking about the love of God, which I never heard before. He talked about this amazing God that is love. And, and I, I never read scripture before. My buddy gave me his, his, um, his Bible. And I remember turning to uh, Psalm 27. And I can't explain this, but this, is, this was my introduction to spirit. In that moment, worry just left. I didn't fake it. I didn't mask it. I left going, something happened. And I feel good. I feel hopeful. I, f- I feel alive. And I didn't, I just, I just, I couldn't put words around it. And that for me began the journey of life into the spirit. And I just couldn't, couldn't connect it. One of the first things I heard, and a lot of people are hearing this now, get out of California. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm ahead of the game. (laughs) But anyways, God brought me to this amazing house. And I am who I am today because just in case you don't know, I hope you know everyone on staff here. I encourage you to get to know them. I am today because this house, just in case if you don't know why you're here, the word spoken over this house is we are called to demonstrate what it means to live in the spirit, which means to continually live this realm of life and peace. And I'm like, okay. And I know Pastor Brett was the first person that said, let's go into the spirit. And I went, what the, what is that? (laughs) Honestly, I was like, excuse me, baking powder? Sure enough, she had me close my eyes. Remember this? It was right here. And she just had me do simple things. And I did this simple one. And, and, and it's, it reminded me because I, I did her workshop. I encourage you, if, if you're not seeing transformation, if you're not overwhelmed about you, ask God if you need to get to a workshop. Please, please. If you're looking the same this month than you do last month, something's wrong. If you inside you is living, breathing God, some, something's off. Something's got your focus. I encourage you get to a workshop. But in her workshop is, is this amazing thing. And I, and I just closed my eyes and she just said, ask God where Jesus is. That's simple. Anyone ever done that? Anyone just feel lost sometimes? How many of you stopped and just went, Jesus, where are you? And I was like, oh my, he's here. He's here. It was just, just like that. And, I, and it was like, have you always done this? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is we have these amazing tasks. So I encourage you get, get to get to these amazing workshops. So in this righteousness workshop that we just got done with, we were exploring this, that, rev, that righteousness is the invitation to play in the unseen realm. And if you go back to Genesis 2, I'm sorry, I lost my track. I'm going back to Genesis 2. Can you put up Genesis 2, 7? I want to go back to this one verse. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Now say the word formed. I think I love the the breath and life and man became a living being, but I want to talk about the word formed. What the word formed means? It means to fashion, it means to frame, but my favorite, it means to be purposed. It means to be purposed. It means there's something that when he when he made us, he took his time. 
So when he created an Abel, when he created you, he took his time and there's a purpose there. And the only way I get there is if I allow him to define my life or will I let the natural define me, which is, as Pastor Gavin would say, brain. So have we allowed, honestly, think about today or think about this week. Have you defined your days or have you let God define your days? Have you defined, think about any frustration you had. Did you allow the frustration to define you or did you actually let God define it for you? Because to me, that's the journey to the spirit. So we are to be, we are to live being overwhelmed by how God sees us. That's life in the spirit. And the Bible says what we go from, say glory to glory, which means this, I never stop asking. I never stop asking. I love what Paul says, because that I might know. He never said he knew. He said that I might know the length, the dith, the, the depth, the realms, the, the, that I might know this, this being called love in me, that I might know him. And we read that book going, he knew him. I think some of us in here today have a little bit of a, oh, I know him. I want to say this about, about transformation. <sighs> Knowing something is very dangerous. It causes complacency and it robs you of exploration. It robs you of being overwhelmed by him. A lot of you aren't being overwhelmed because you know a lot. And that was me. So Gavin really started preaching life in the spirit. I realized I know a lot, except one thing. There was one thing that I, I hit a wall with. This anger is not going away. Right? Anyone have these things? This frustration is not going away. My thing at my work is still robbing me of joy and peace and all these things. I still find myself easily irritated. Something's off. I'm masking it and going, I'm good. I'm not hitting my kid, though inside I want to grab him. <laughs> right? That just shows right there I'm masking something. Which means I haven't even begun to go into the spirit. I haven't even begun the conversation. Amen? So I want you to turn to me to Romans 8, and we're going to read something that everyone just say, I have no idea. You have no idea. I have no idea. And the more I have no idea causes me to do what Paul did very well with. You ready for this? Every day he's, he did this. This is the fun part of being overwhelmed by God. You ready? This is it. Every day he said this, I am determined to know nothing. I'm determined to know nothing, which meant every day he had to go, I don't even know who I am. Who am I? And since the righteousness class for four weeks now, I've asked my father every day, God, who I am. And every day it's different. And I'm realizing how many, how many moments have I missed with God because I've known. And every day now has caused me to explore because I know nothing. How many of you, like I said, we will stand up like, I know I'm righteous in God. That's a great start. Now, knowing him means this. I know him by saying, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, it's a, it's a big trap. So I want to read Romans 8 today. And I want you just to be overwhelmed of Paul's words. So in Romans 8, it's about life in the spirit. And I'm going to read the message translation. And the title of it is this. You ready for this? Life on God's terms. Life on God's terms. We all read today and we all believed, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Can you prove it? Can you demonstrate it? And so we have to learn how to just say, get in there. 
<laughs> so I want to read Romans 8 in the message. Is that okay? Are we ready? The solution is life on God's terms. With the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, the fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter Christ being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous low line black cloud. A new power is in operation. Say new power. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. I love this part. God went for the jugular when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the sin problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son, Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. The law code, weakened as it always was by fractured human nature, could never have done that. The law always ended up being used as a band-aid on sin instead of a deep healing of it. And now what the law code asked, but we couldn't deliver is accomplished as we, are we ready? Instead of what? Instead of redoubling our own efforts, simply embrace what the spirit is doing in us. Simply embrace what the spirit is doing in us. Simply embrace what the spirit is doing in us. I'm going to keep reading because it feels so good. Those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle, but never get around to exercising it in real life, right? I read my Bible. I spend time with God. I pray. I go to all the meetings, but I'm still angry at my kids. I'm still yelling at my wife. I'm still not connected with her. I'm still having all these things. Nothing is going away, right? Anyone? Just me? Okay. Just pastors. Just pastors, just Pastor Abel's all natural up here. Those who trust God's, listen to this, those who trust God's action where? In them, find that God's spirit is in them, living and breathing God. Living and breathing God. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious free life. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God, ends up thinking more about self than God. That person who ignores God is what he, um, that person ignores who God is and what he is doing. And God isn't pleased at being ignored. Just chuckle. Just go. <laughs> then look to your neighbor's side like, but if God, and he has, has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible, but clearly present God, the spirit of Christ won't know what we're talking about. Now, we know what we're talking about, right? Some of us are like, I think so. You in? You in? Right? No. Say, I'm in. But for you who welcomed him in, in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, you yourself, and I'm going to say this one louder, experience what? Life on God's term. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that this alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life. He'll do the same thing 
um, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. For when God lives and breathes in you, and he does, say he does, as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be as a life alive in Christ. I'm almost done. You ready? So don't you see we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent? There's nothing in it for us. Nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirit and confirms who we really are. That's what Pastor Gavin talked about last week, right? That his spirit tells me what? I'm a child of God, right? And now we are going to get what's coming to us. Say, I'm going to get it. Say, it's mine. An unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with him, then we certainly go, are going to go through the good times with him. Amen? Now, for me, I'm an Abel. You're a you. And this journey is very, it's very individual, which means this. You are so unique that you have to create your own history with God. And I think there's this thing of, I, I want someone else to do it for me, or I want a copy. These people that, that wrote these letters, let me tell you something. They didn't have Instagram. They didn't have YouTube. They didn't have how-to videos. All they had was to consider this one truth. I think this is the story. They, this was their only truth. Ready? Every day they're like, I think in me is living, breathing God. Okay, let, let's just explore that. And they just began exploring. They began getting messy. They began asking questions. What does my shadow do? What does this do? This is what that worked. This didn't work. They began having just this expectation of like, what's next? What's next? What's next? They assumed nothing. When was the last, how many times yesterday did you say, what's next? Just honestly. How many times yesterday did you go, what's next? Or did you go, I know what Saturdays look like. And then we got the end of the day and we go, thank you, Jesus. I think we're missing so much of this life. And I think we're afraid to explore that what if in you is living, breathing God and he's waiting to overwhelm you. He's waiting to define everything about you and why you're made, which means only I alone can go in there and go, I'm frustrated. Why? And I have to begin to explore what I'm feeling, what I'm sensing, what he's saying. And then as he speaks, I have to go, okay, tell me more. Okay, tell me more. And if you haven't done this, and we all know this, if, if you're part of the cool club, you're like, I oh, know. If you haven't done this, this feels stupid. It does because it's invisible. We haven't done it. We've lived most of our lives, what? Letting the world define us. Our brain defines me, right? Right? Someone, right? The brain does what? It reacts, right? This happens. My brain goes, let's go. And then I go, well, I'm angry. That's who I am. I'm angry. What, what, what do I do there? I'm defining. Life in the spirit is, I give up my magic marker because I'm not going to define myself anymore. God, you define me now. What you define me from now on. And it looks like this. This, this is for me as a father now. 
I'm struggling with my son because I'm trying to define him. The reason I'm defining him is because I'm defining myself. It isn't until I come to the end of myself that I go, I'm so frustrated that I go, I get alone. I go, God, why am I frustrated? He said, Abel, you're afraid to make messes. Why am I afraid to make a mess? Because your dad never allowed you to spill anything. Okay, then who am I and who are you, Abel? I love when you make messes. And I need Judah to make messes. These are conversations I'm having with him, by the way. And I need Judah to make messes because his purpose, he needs to make a lot of messes. So you need to teach him how to make messes. And guess what? You're going to learn to make messes with him. Okay. Okay. I usually will never hit spirit until I come to the end of myself. And here's the option. Here's the option. And this is what we do sometimes. And we've all done this. And Pastor Ben in her class talks about this. I'm frustrated. <laughs> hey, Google, um, can you find me some anger management help? You know how Paul lived? You know how they, they got transformed? Their only option was, within me is living, breathing God. <laughs> Why? And God started defining every aspect of their lives how they shopped, how they parented, how they did life with each other. That's why if anyone is in a new career, if anyone is in Christ, he is a, which tells me this, you don't know anything about you. You don't know anything about you. You know nothing about you. Until you let him define you, you don't know you. And I think there's a lot of Christians, including me in the church, we don't know who we are. We haven't allowed him to define anything. If we're honest. Yes? Are we honest? Who's defining who you are? And the more I do this, the more I'm like, okay, because Jesus is something very beautiful. Freely you receive. And that word means this, freely you encounter. That's what you can give away. I think as Christians, we're still masking, pretending that we've encountered it. And if you're unsure, right, Pastor Gavin, you haven't. You haven't. I promise you, I know now when God does something because my son will do something. I'm like, it's not there. It's not there. It's not there. And if something is there, I go, oh, I get to be overwhelmed again. I get to be overwhelmed by God. What, what do you need to define here? Where am I now? So I used to just, this is my walk with God, with my son. And remember, he uses everything. You know what righteousness is? It means this. He uses every moment you're willing to give him. Praying without ceasing means every moment is a moment. It's the biggest thing I'm learning about righteousness. Every moment is an awesome moment to God. And it's not awesome because I never got there. I'll say that again. Praying without ceasing means every moment is an awesome moment because I get to consider within me is living, breathing God. So God defines something. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to give up on this. Even if I know scripture, I'm not even going to say by a stripes I'm healed. I'm going to go, why am I in pain? Do you see the difference? Do you see the difference? You're allowing him to define you. And until you let him define you, <laughs> you'll never know who he is, which means you'll never know who you are. And by the end of this, that's it. Pastor Gavin said it last week, when we get there, he's going to say, what did you do? What'd you do with me? I put God in you to, to, to really tell you what's new. 
and everything is new. So every day is something to explore. Have I begun that journey in? It's making sense? Changes everything. I'll say it again. In you is living, breathing God. So in the morning now, I have to look in the mirror and I'll acknowledge the natural. Got my beard, got a hair, but then I'll just acknowledge living, breathing God. Who am I today? Who am I today? Changes everything. So for me, this is what it is being a, being a father. Two years ago, I think when I first got up here and I started speaking about my transformation, I would flip out on my son just talking loud. <laughs> today, it's this. Uh, last week, I shared this with the righteous class. My son, he takes baths every night. This is the beautiful thing about God. He uses every moment. He uses your Monday, Tuesday, every moment. And I had this amazing moment where Judas in his bath time and I'll go in the other room and let him do his thing. And he knows we don't splash. We don't splash. We don't splash. He's really good at it. For some reason, this one night, I'm in the other room and I just hear, and then I hear, and I wait, and then I hear, and I get up and I go, and he's got his picture and he's going, and there was no anger in me but there was disappointment, disappointment. So I was disappointed, I went, I'm like, Judah, 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 oh, we don't splash, buddy. And, oh. and I got him out, didn't yell at him, didn't punch him, didn't do anything. But you know what I did do? I held back my love for him. I caught it. I held back my love for him. I didn't hit him, I didn't punish him, but I did hold back my love for him. And I put him in his thing and, I, and my, I'm there and I'm like, maybe he just doesn't eat tonight. This is my, now I'm, we're talking to my wife. You know, he didn't want to eat dinner. He hasn't been listening all day. Maybe he just goes a bit hungry. And my wife goes, go have a moment. And you know what I did? I chose natural. No, no, I'm not having a moment. I'm not having a moment. And here's the beautiful thing. When we choose natural, God never changes. So it took me a good five minutes to go. She took Judah in the room and then I went alone. Hi, God. That's the beautiful, as the more you do this, the more the unseen realm becomes more real to you. So for me, this is what happened to me. As soon as I got in, God, what's going on? You just have to believe me. I heard him laugh. All I heard was, <laughs> I just heard him laugh. And he's like, that was awesome. <laughs> And he just showed me how much he loved every second of what Judah did. That he wasn't going, oh, the house, the house, the house. He was going, this is awesome. His love for Judah was still on. And he goes, and he keeps speaking to me. He says, Abel, I need you to take, take you deeper now. Remember, glory to glory, into making messes. You think you've arrived. And that's the thing about the flesh. The flesh says this, I want to arrive the spirit says, we keep going. What's next? What's next? What's next? And it never, ever, ever stops. So I had my moment. I had my encounter. Oh, freely you receive, freely you what? So I didn't go in there masking. I went in there and I can honestly say it wasn't there. The disappointment faded. I was like, buddy, you want a sandwich? People do what do you need? I'll make you anything. We want Bubba. I just couldn't wait just to love on him. I couldn't wait to connect with him because the biggest thing about the spirit is this. It's love. It's love. 
The language of the Spirit is love. If God is a computer, the software is love. He moves everything through love. Love thinks no evil. Love keeps no record of wrong. Love hopes for the best in all circumstances. Love goes, what's that song? Love never fails. It goes on. It's just always there. He's always on and on and on. I'm always invited into it. And so every situation I'm learning is an amazing moment. Two days ago, three o'clock in the morning, my son is crying, nosebleed, blood everywhere. We're like, what is going on? He comes out like a, just a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's just <laughs> everywhere. It's like, my God. And I'm just like, buddy, you okay? And he's just, he's just, is it when he wakes up in the middle of the night, he's just, he's a different dude. And he's just hitting his mom, hitting me, hitting us. We're just like, oh, we're tired. I'm having great back pain. I'm just like, oh my gosh. My thought is I need a hot shower. And then Judah goes, I want a shower. And my first thought is he's going to take all the hot water. <laughs> it's okay. I have a brain. Everyone look at me. The brain's beautiful. I just aware that there's a new power in operation. So I'm beginning just to consider. So even at three in the morning, I'm just like, God, guess what I heard? Laughter. And I'm like, oh, that's right. This is a sweet moment for you. This is a sweet moment for him. And his presence is fullness of pleasures forever. The will of God is to pray without in everything, be joyful. How do you be joyful always? You have to meet joy. Oh, you can't fake it and mask it. You have to meet joy. So I'm three in the morning, back pain, and I hear the laughter. Okay, did you go shower? I got up. Here's, here's the beautiful thing about the spirit. You're not gonna, your flesh is going to hate me for this one. There's no such thing as inconvenience. That's a word for the flesh. That's a flesh word. It's a made up word. It's an illusion. There's nothing called inconvenience in the spirit. It's an amazing moment. Every moment is amazing because you know what the other thing about righteousness is? It means this. He can't take his eyes off you. Everywhere you go, he can't take his eyes off you. Where you go, he goes. His eyes are on you. In my class, I played that song for them. They laughed, right? You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. You're just like heaven to touch. Abel, I love you so much. I thank God and I'm God that you're alive. And as I consider, what do I hear? I love you, Abel. And if it's quite all right, just let me hold you, Abel. And I'm just like, what is... Can I tell you something? There is a world inside you you have no idea about. How do you think Paul and Silas were put into a dungeon and they just started singing? They weren't faking it. They weren't masking it. They were exploring. They were entertaining. They were considering living, breathing love. Amen? Amen. That's what I have for you. I encourage you. We're all transforming and I don't want you to miss out. Get to a workshop. Get to Nate's. Uh, Rafa has his this Thursday, right? What time? Last ones, could they still come? He said, sure. (laughs) Consider going. But I'll say it again. And this is where I just want you to be real right now. Are you overwhelmed with how God sees you? Then you have an amazing question to ask. And Mr. Joy is waiting for you. And here's the beautiful thing about life in the spirit. (laughs) I can miss it. And he doesn't change. 
He doesn't change. Just like Judah riding a bike, he falls. I don't change. I think sometimes in the natural, we think God does this. He wake, like if, could you imagine if I went to Judah tomorrow? He's, he's three and I went, I need you to be 21. Sometimes we do that with God. We're like, God, I surrender everything. Make me Smith Wigglesworth. <laughs> he doesn't work like that. He's a father, which means he uses every single moment. You want to grow? Embrace the moment. And you embrace the moments, but this is the, this is the last scripture, I promise. I can just keep going. I got to stop. And oh, hey, I see you. I see my buddy there. We talked about this. You want to embrace the moment? Don't mask your frustrations, your weaknesses, your anger, your things that cause you to want to shut down. Those are the portals. Those are the doorways to meet joy. If you will dare be honest with him. If you'll dare, just be honest with, I'm worried. I'm just worried, God. I'm, I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about my kids. I used to worry so much about Judah. Now I, I don't worry. Why? You want to know why? God's defining them now. I stopped defining Judah. And so honestly, you know what? You know who Judah is? He's a lion. And God goes, he's going to break your house. And I go, okay, good. At least, at least I know now. <laughs> But it's, honestly, it's, it's just beautiful because like, I no longer have to like try to, to control him. But the realm is, he's my lion and he needs to roar and he needs to learn to make messes. Because I, I didn't make messes as a kid, I lived in bondage. Some of you have a lot of bondage right now, you're afraid, which means you have a lot of questions to ask and be overwhelmed with who you are, amen? Let's stand to our feet. I want to leave you with Romans 5, verses 1 and 2. This is the mirror translation. Ready for this? The conclusion is clear. Our blameless innocence has absolutely nothing to do with something we did to qualify ourselves. It was happened to us solely because of our Lord Jesus Christ doing. Faith and not a reward is the only valid basis for friendship with God. Jesus uh, for righteous, sorry. Let us, let us now say now, fully engage this seamless union in our face-to-face -face friendship with God. Jesus is God's face-to-face -face grace embrace of the entire human race. So here we are, this is right now, standing tall in the joyful bliss of our redeemed innocence. We are God's dream come true. This was God's idea all along. So I want you just real quick to close your eyes and I'm going to say something and I want you to consider it, which means this, have, your, have a thought. So everyone real quick, just say, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to use my imagination. Okay. Now I want you to think about this one thing. You are God's dream come true. I'll say that again. You are God's dream come true. I dare you to ask him why.
Jesus, I just want to thank you for doing such a good job that you have us right where you want us with all the time in the world to be overwhelmed by God. Help us to determine nothing every morning we wake up, that we would allow you to define something new in our lives and teach us how to explore it, how to play with it. Humble ourselves that we would just say, what's next, Papa? What's next? Help us instead of waiting for moments to create moments with you. As sons, you've invited us to create moments with you, which means you use everything. Show us what you want us to explore this week and help us just take the baby step of just being honest with you. That's our prayer for today, God, that we would just begin to be honest with you. Maybe if you struggle with an addiction, God, I feel I'm addicted to this thing. God, I'm just angry. God, I just, I just don't see the situation working out. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just invite us to be honest with you. And just to allow you to begin to define who we really are. So everyone just put your hand on your heart. Now just say, living, breathing, God. Oh, that kind of changes everything, right? One more time. Say, living, breathing, God. Ooh. Kind of changes everything, right? One last time. Say, living, breathing, God. Amen. Have a great week. Love you guys.